0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raising Healthy Eaters, the podcast. I'm Bridget, your host and founder of Raising Healthy Eaters. Today, we've reached the halfway point in the 10-episode series on the do's and don'ts of feeding kids. If you're a new listener or haven't yet checked out the other episodes in the series, make sure you download them to your playlist you will learn 10 ways to eliminate mealtime battles with your kids and turn mealtimes into enjoyable experiences for the whole family. Up to this point in the series, I've talked about the don'ts of feeding kids, what they are, why we need to avoid them, and their effect on the way a child eats. Today, I want to shift over and start talking about the do's of feeding kids. And first up in our list of feeding do's is patience. Patience is so important to have when interacting with children of all ages, and it's a very powerful force during mealtime when tension tends to build and there can be a lot of stress. So my plan for today is to share the things we need to have patience with, what patience will help us achieve, And give you two tips that will help you tap into your patience at the table. So, let's start with why we should have patience when it's time to eat. There is just so much going on at any given mealtime or eating occasion, and lots of stress and maybe behaviors and things to deal with. And so, there are so many reasons we should have patience. And I first want to talk about having patience with yourself. So if you've been applying the tips you've learned in this series, you're making changes to how food and mealtime are handled in your home. Building new routines is difficult for us as parents and for our children. I mean, we are getting used to operating in a whole new way. Our children are getting used to having us operate in a new way and figuring out where they fit in and what they need to do in response. So we all need time to adjust to the new roles and routines. And it's really helpful to remind yourself and even your children that you're starting something new and it will take time to get used to. And so if you notice your children are struggling, you can tell them, look, I know we're doing things differently and I know it feels weird, it feels different, But we're going to get through this together. Let's just keep trying it. It's going to get better. The second reason you should have patience with yourself is because some of the changes you're making might involve trying to discontinue the use of pressure or restriction or those other feeding practices we talked about that are the feeding don'ts. Again, you are changing the way you approach the feeding dynamic with your child, and this takes time and practice. So allow space for that time and that practice so that you can get better at it over time. And on a similar note, you want to be patient with yourself or your spouse if you accidentally fall back into old patterns, or you find one night that the feeding struggles are just getting the best of you. It happens. We're human. We're not perfect. Just stick to the plan and continue moving forward. There's no room or need really for self judgment or criticism. Know that you are learning something new and you're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. That's how it works. Changing the feeding environment in your home is a journey, and every road has bumps in it. So just go with the flow, but again, keep moving forward. Now, it's also important to have patience with the emotions that you're experiencing. When I've worked with parents in the past who have kids with some pretty intense feeding struggles, I've seen that those feeding struggles really conjure up all sorts of emotions, and I have experienced these myself, so I can certainly relate. The common emotions that I usually hear parents express when we're talking about the way their child eats or doesn't eat are worry, doubt, frustration, anxiety, fear. And those are going to fire up and be stronger than usual when you are implementing changes and letting go of that control over how your child eats. So have patience with those emotions that you're experiencing. They are all normal and all parents go through them. It's also important that we have patience with our children. The changes you're implementing can throw a child off, and they might have some sort of behavioral objection. This looks different depending on your child's age, but for older babies and toddlers and even preschoolers, it could be a tantrum or refusing to come to the table. Older kids and teens might become argumentative or throw a little extra attitude your way. I've also seen kids approach meals with uncertainty as a result of the changes they're noticing. They're not quite sure what's happening, if it's going to continue. And then I've also seen other kids who are totally fine with the changes and they actually communicate relief and excitement about it. However your child responds to these changes that you're implementing around mealtime, be patient with their response. Try to remember that it's a reaction to how they're feeling about the changes, and it's temporary because they will settle into the new routine with you. If one of the changes you've made is that you have taken back your job of deciding what will be offered for meals and snacks, It can be really hard for your child to accept the loss of that decision-making power, particularly if they were used to choosing or dictating what they ate for almost every meal and snack. This is probably one of the most common challenges I see pop up, is that power struggle when parents are taking their job back and child doesn't want to let it go. They need time to accept the new roles and responsibilities. A few other outcomes are possible when you are taking back your job of choosing what will be offered for meals and snacks. And the first one I can think of is that you're likely serving a variety of foods compared to what your child would normally ask for. So you might be building a nice balanced meal, You're starting to offer up more variety and more balance with different food groups. And your child is used to just having the mac and cheese that they ask for every night. And so they might get upset and feel like they don't have anything to eat or they might decide not to eat anything at all. In the spirit of patience, remember this is their choice to eat or not eat. But you can also support their emotions while reminding them of their choice. So you might tell them something like, I understand you're upset about the meal. You can decide if you wanna eat any of it. And if you need some time to calm down, you can leave the table for a few minutes. And sometimes they might just need a hug too. And it doesn't mean that you're going to give in and hand your job of choosing the food over to your child. It just means you're supporting that emotional state they're in while they are adjusting to this change. I've had to use this strategy with one of my children. Actually, it was quite frequently for a period of time that I had to use this strategy because she would come to the table, sit down, see what the meal was, and just get so upset because there wasn't anything there she liked or it wasn't the food she was hoping to eat that evening. She'd be pouting some nights crying, push her plate away, put her head down on the table, just not a happy camper. We would just let her be and, you know, I would remind her, I know you're upset about this. It's up to you whether or not you eat it and feel free to leave the table to go calm down. And usually she wouldn't. She would just sit there with her head down on the table in protest. But we would go on and, you know, eat the meal and be socializing. And after about 20 minutes or so, she would calm down, sit back up, slowly pull the plate back to her. And start eating. Now, she didn't necessarily eat a lot and she wasn't necessarily happy about it, but she chose to eat the meal rather than feel hungry all evening. It was her choice, which is very empowering for a child. So, if you're going through a similar experience with your child of being upset about what you've decided to offer, remember to have patience with them because they're just struggling with the roles especially if this is new and if you give them that time and that patience they do come around. The second outcome I've seen when parents are taking back their job of choosing what food will constitute a meal is that because you're offering a variety new foods often enter the rotation. Whereas your child might have only been eating a handful of things that they were picking, now that you're choosing, there's more variety. And your child needs time to get comfortable. Your child also needs time to decide once again that they'll eat a food they used to love. So sometimes kiddos will be crazy about a specific food, and then they all of a sudden decide they're never going to touch it again. And parents might stop offering it. But you've taken back this role of picking what to serve and this food might pop up again. Patience is important here because whether it's a new one or it's an old one they used to like, your child will need to see this food multiple times for their comfort level to reach a point where they are willing to eat it. I'm sure you've heard before, research has shown that kids need an average of 15 separate exposures to a food before they decide they might try it. And that's an average. So some children need fewer exposures and other children need a lot more. Just remind yourself of that and have patience with your child as they work through this process of building their comfort level. Finally, you want to have patience with the process as a whole, with all of the changes you are implementing and how your child responds and how you are feeling. It takes time to reach the goal of a positive, peaceful mealtime environment. And patience is key because it really helps you keep your focus on that big picture goal. But it also shows that you are shifting the way you show up at mealtime. You are allowing your child the space to do their mealtime jobs. You are letting go of expectations for how your child eats. Patience allows you to detach from the need to get your child to eat. And it helps you deal with mealtime challenges calmly and rationally. And that just feels good for everybody. So as I said at the beginning, patience is a very powerful force at mealtime. And I know it can be really hard to have it when our children are upset and they're acting out and they're not happy with what we're serving. So here are two mindset shifts you can use to help bring your patience to the table. The first is know that all behavior is communication. So however your child might be acting out, they are communicating something to you, whether it be discomfort, displeasure, anger, frustration, whatever it is, it means something. They're not just doing it to do it, right? So tell yourself, my child isn't choosing to be difficult or deliberately trying to upset me. He or she is having a hard time. I think when we take a step back and think about their behavior in this way, we become compelled to figure out what's going on and offer support. And remember, offering support doesn't mean giving in to what they want or handing over your mealtime jobs to them. It just means supporting them with where they're at and helping them understand how things are. The second mindset shift I have for you to practice is to reframe your purpose around mealtimes. Remind yourself that your child is learning to eat. Now, this is certainly true in a number of ways for younger children, older babies, toddlers. They are learning how to feed themselves, right? They're discovering new textures of food, new flavors of food, new temperatures of food even. But your older kids are still learning how to eat too, because they're learning how to eat in a way that supports their health. They're learning what balance is, they're learning what they need and what doesn't necessarily contribute to their overall well being. With this perspective, your role becomes that of a guide. So it's your job to guide them, and it's their job to discover. So you guide, they discover. And they discover all sorts of different things. They discover new tastes, smells, textures, how much is enough, what balance looks like, and the list goes on. So those are your two mindset shifts. One is that all behavior is communication. And two is to reframe your purpose so that you see your role as being a guide as your child learns how to eat. And these two mindset shifts will help you really grow your patience around mealtimes and times you guys are sitting down to eat, which will benefit the feeding relationship between you and your kids in so many ways. I will talk more about this topic toward the end of the series, so make sure you stay tuned. That's all for today. I hope this information was helpful and useful for you. If you have questions about any of it, reach out on Facebook and Instagram. Send me your questions. I will definitely get in there and answer them. And if you're wanting some in-depth practical strategies on how to handle mealtime meltdowns, food refusals, picky eating, and any of the other things I mentioned that we need to have patience for in this episode, consider joining Raising Healthy Eaters. Right now what you can do is get on our wait list for updates on when we will open our doors and you'll also get a few freebie downloads as a part of our wait list. And if you want to check that out, you can visit the website at www.raisingmyhealthyeater.com. I'll have that link and our social links in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.